The Four Diego's proudly brought to you by Tax Talk. We love to talk tax. Call one three hundred three double six six three nine. On 1116 SEM, the Four Diego's. We didn't deal with that last set piece at all well, Melbourne City. And there's a chance for Roston Griffiths, who stands Keogh, who in fact tucks it home. And Glory are ahead. Once again, unable to deal with the set play. And Andy Keogh is a master of feeding on scraps. And he laid out a feast for himself there. Fornaroli gets a ball through the middle. Bruno Fornaroli inside the penalty area, looking for someone who will go on his own. Still he goes Fornaroli, goes to ground and it's a penalty. He battled away and battled away and he gets the result. There are three glory defenders around him and he's so hard to knock off the ball. And in the end, they knocked him over instead. And there's a yellow card for an apoplectic Dino Drillwich. Not happy, the glory defenders, but all eyes on last year's golden boot, the golden Uruguayan. He's second for the season, and City are back on terms. He got a hand to it. This is Marinkovic. Right-hand corner flag. In it goes. There's a head up, and it's dealt with off the line by Bratton. And it ends in the goal. It is. That's a scored goal. It's Andy Keogh with the header. Kenny Lowe's off his chair. Glory go back again to the lead. Andy Keogh, a menace in the six-yard box for Perth Glory tonight. And they lead again. Raleigh looking for Kale, attacking D. There it is, Brendan equalises again. City are back in it. Grant Bremner called it. City delivered. 2-2. Grant, long and deep. Looking maybe oh, for Kianese. Pozanis oh, oh. is out of his area. Andy Keogh with a winner. He's got the hat-trick and the match ball, and that might be the story of the night. He chips the keeper, runs to the corner flag. And Glory might, in fact, steal the glory tonight here at Amy Park. What a goal! G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here, Rodrigo Rodriguez. And, hey, wasn't Francis Leach there? Absolutely. <laughs> cock hoop whiz. We like to start the game with cock hoop But uh, thanks to Francis, uh, Grant Brebner, and Jonathan Howcroft on another fantastic call. And, of course, Finey just marshalling the troops with the racing as well here tonight. Thanks to Finey again. He'll be back on Monday night from... Uh, seven with evenings with Finey. Hey, Vinny Venezuela, welcome to the show. Good evening, Rodrigo. Hi, and the listeners. Yeah, Carlos Alberto Diego, welcome <laughs> to you. How are you there, Rodrigo? Why am I second? Because the focus is on one man tonight, isn't it? Well, I just wanted to build... And it's not Andy Keogh. I just wanted to build... No, it's not Andy. <laughs> Actually, it looks a bit like... could be a, a relative. Uh, Warren Diego, welcome. It's great to be here, Rodrigo. And um, <laughs> stop crying, Warren. No, no, no. There's no, no crying yeah, I, here. I know it doesn't no, no. make for good radio. I'm just going to pass him my hanky. Yes. Okay. So, so we go give Warren a hanky. Unlike, <laughs> sorry, sorry, um, Warren. I can see your soft underbelly. Can you just sort of tuck in your top? <laughs> it's uh, going to be a big show, of course. If you've just joined us, mm. Perth Glory defeated Melbourne City three-two at Amy Park, and uh, gee, what a what a game that just ebbed and flowed tonight, Keo. Uh, for Perth Glory scored a hat-trick 
Fornaroli scored uh, a penalty in the 44th minute and Fernando Brandan scored uh, for Melbourne City uh, at uh, Amy Park, as I said. It uh, was a, a rainy uh, Amy Park, but boy, what a big, big game. Give us a call tonight, 9429-1116. We'd love to take your calls. It's all big about... Big arguments uh, over the, of the name of the hotline. What, so what did we settle on, boys? I think we settled on Vinny. It's a hotline. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's a was hotline. It, was it just a hiccup hotline? Okay. Well, that's, that's was it, Is it just a hiccup? Well, we, we I mean, we had Mark Bosich during the week saying it was the best football that's ever been played in the A-League in the 11-year <laughs> history of the game. Uh, we had other play. I mean, even, even Robbie Slater after the game saying, oh, the, the boys just look flat. Because the, the derby took so much out of them, Warren, last week. It, I mean, he just took so much out of them. They were just flat and they couldn't get – they just could not get going because of the derby last week. Look, I've got to tell you, it, uh, <laughs> the, show tonight, tonight? the show tonight, Carlos, <laughs> before we get right into it, uh, is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's in Epping, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, and uh, Warren, uh, yes, yes, straight, straight to you now. Um, yes. How, how are you feeling? Because you, you – you are the Melbourne City fan in the studio tonight. Yep. Um, and how are you feeling as a fan, first and foremost? Outspoken I'm, Melbourne City I'm fan. I'm going to ask you a very serious question. I'm a little bit flat, but... <laughs> like really? the team? You had a big derby last week? My opinion is... You're drained. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, con, I'm conceding that the... Uh, in, in fact, I'm backing the hotline to be... Yes, like they that. were a bit flat. Okay, 94291116. Give us a call tonight with... You can even name the hotline if you're if you're a uh, if you're a city supporter tonight. Mm. If a Perth Glory or even a Melbourne Victory supporter, name the hotline tonight nine four two nine eleven sixteen or send us a text message on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You know how Yoshi wanted us to pick a team, yes. and a couple of weeks ago I picked Perth, but only I swapped to Brisbane. Yeah, you're and not on the week, go back, and on Wednesday I went to Newcastle <laughs> Jets. Well, my team now is Perth Glory. They're my team. They were fantastic tonight, Perth so, Glory. So you're, gonna, you're just going to pick a team every week? No, I'm going to stick by them. Nobody's told you stick by Yeah, that's right. I'm going to stick by They were fantastic tonight, and they do this every time they come to Melbourne, by the way. They've done the same thing to victory in the past. They've played that way against uh, City at different times. They're very, very good when they decide to close down the space, be very combative, and then in the words of Roston Griffiths in the little chat with Tara Rushton at the end, at the end of the game, they like a dogfight. And yeah. they, that's what they did tonight. And in the end, they got the points. And they mm. always look like, even when City was, you know, um, you know, you know, two all, and they looked like they were, you know, Brandon was getting involved, and Bruno Fornaroli, you know, the individuals were really getting involved for City and creating things. Even Bratton at the end could have. They always looked like they could have got that winner. And uh, Andy Keogh, what a player! Just scores goals for fun in the A League. Truth be told, Bazanas probably kept a few out as mm. well. He made some good saves to uh, deny Keogh. A couple more, I reckon. So, uh, yeah, they, they are a very attacking and, and dangerous team at all times. If you're on your way home from the game tonight, give us a call, 94291116. We've settled on, was it just a hiccup hotline or just a hotline? <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Jenny on 94291116 from Wallen. G'day, Jenny, and welcome to the final whistle. Hi, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, I watched the game. Melbourne City supporter, very disappointed. A mm. um, couple of reasons. One, before the game even started, I said, during the week to other family members who are City supporters, that I think we would be too sluggish. When is Melbourne City going to be able to string together two hard-fought, solid games? And quite frankly, I think maybe they had one drink too many. Last <laughs> <week>. <laughs> Jenny, are you, yeah, no, you're probably right. They certainly didn't play or start as well as 
as what they did last week against Melbourne Victory. And, and yes, you're right. They've got to be able to string games together. The only thing I'd say, they started poorly, maybe got in the got back into the game, you know, through a dubious penalty. But they made a mistake to cop the last goal. Brandon misses. Fornaroli, a ricochet off the post. It could have easily... Games, you know, swing on margins, luck or bad luck. You know, they could have easily been 3-2 up themselves and, and might have got away with a result. So, yeah, I agree with you. And they've got to be better than that and more consistent. I still think, you know, in terms of their attacking method, I'll be talking about my audit in a minute. I might <laughs> I might turn on the guests that we had on Wednesday night, I'm thinking, as we go. But, yeah, you're probably right. Thanks for your call there, Jenny. Are you still there, Jenny? Oh, no. She, no. Well, I said thanks for your call and she went. I understand Oof. that. Um, <laughs> fair enough, Jenny. You're upset like Warren. But uh, let's let's talk about the game, obviously, uh, boys. Um, you know, the, there was a penalty for City in the in the first first half. It was a, a bone of conjecture. Well, I think the first goal that Perth Glory scored was uh, something that, Obviously, a team that probably feels they're going to boss the game with ball at their feet, out-possess. And really, I think at one stage, uh, halfway through the first half or towards the end of the first half, uh, the numbers were like 180 passes to Melbourne City to 62 for Perth Glory. So it really was a picture of what the game was all about. City... Uh, were there attacking. They had all the ball. Uh, they tried to move Perth around, but Perth are very... It's probably the best team in the league, I reckon, when they decide to sit in their own half, two lines of four, uh, really tough defenders, just break down that space, close down that space uh, against really dangerous players like Tim Cale and uh, Fauna Riley. Brandan wasn't uh, in the game that much in the first half with Chris Harold breaking quickly on one side and, of course, Castro uh, really breaking a lot from the midfield. And, and when you've got a dangerous player like Keo, it's just perfectly set up for that counter-attacking sort of play. And uh, City were found out a few times. And I think what it shows is how uncompetitive victory were last week. Mm. You get a team closing down a team like uh, City, making it really difficult, making it a dogfight, and suddenly... They're in a game. And I think that's the first time this season that that's happened to them. Can I just say, as far as set pieces go, that was one of the best set pieces I've seen in the A-League in terms of just uh, the way everyone combined to, to finish. It helps when you it helps when you fall back. Uh, I think it was Josh Rose and whoever else was on that side was almost defending like a witch's hat. It I does. mean, they were just standing there and Harold got in behind. He, he had no right to get in behind there. If the defender was doing any of his job at all, looking over his left shoulder and, uh, and seeing what was coming in behind him, uh, really, it was pretty poor defending, Vinny. I mean, it, it looked good and they were talking about it being straight from the training ground. But really, if the defender was doing his job at all, having a, just a peek to his left-hand side, he wouldn't have allowed Harold to come in the back. I think it was pretty amateurish defending, actually. Well, yeah, well, to me, it, it may well have been that, Carlos, but I still think um, it, was, it was done confidently. And, and I think that uh, what, what Perth have done today, this evening, that victory weren't able to do last week was they took the game to, to City, as you said, and, and that confidence pervaded everywhere. And so they, they were always going forward strongly. But uh, I really like the passing in it because sometimes you see that stuff and then there's just one bad pass and then it looks really silly. And I just thought it was very nice and I, I liked it. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I mean, Perth definitely deserved to win, but I think there was a couple of subtle things that happened, one before the game. I think Calazzo was extremely important in in really dominating the game with Luke Bratton last week. He didn't start because he had 
an ear infection or something like that. So I think that changed the dynamics. And I'm not sure whether, you know, you can say Bruce Kamau going off with the hit to the head impacted on that game. But I would think that, to a large degree, to continue to play the way they played last week, they really needed some continuity in personnel. And if you look at it, Kamau and and Colazzo last week were probably two of their best four players, didn't play this week. The only thing I'll say is they are persisting with a back three with Kilkenny sort of playing as a as a person that either switches back into a back four or moves forward. They were found out by Perth crowding the midfield, turning the ball over in the middle third, and then really making them look quite vulnerable. That's where those other chances came from. So I think they've probably got to look at that. You know, whether they, they look at yeah. Chapman coming no, in. No, no, I tell you, you, you look at the individuals, but it was all about ball movement tonight. When you've got a team that's set up as a block in front of you, as tough as Perth Glory, and as committed to closing down the spaces for you to work in, uh, you've got to move the ball quickly. You've got to have triangles all over the ground. So you can, it's not ball at feet that does this. You've got to actually move the ball quickly. You've got to share it quickly. You've got to move them around. And because uh, whenever they got it to Bruno Fornaroli in the box, he looked dangerous. So mm. it really was one of those ones where, and it's, the Socceroos suffered uh, against uh, Japan yeah, for the same point. Yeah, lateral, not forward yeah, you've got to, you've just got to move that ball quickly. And it's, it's amazing. You could be training every day. You could be a high quality, you know, professional group of players. But if you've got a really well organized side in front of you, that's asking you to solve a few problems. Uh, it makes it difficult. And, and that, they certainly weren't able to deal with that. And the beauty of Perth is they're set up to do that. When they turn that ball over, they're off. Harold off. Keo dynamite. Risden uh, to some degree. Yeah, 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 they're, they're, they, they just they've go. got a lot of go forward. They just go. And yep. they're, they're a really well-committed, well-organised side. Absolutely. 94291116. Give us a call on the hotline tonight. Was it just a hiccup hotline if you're a City supporter? What are your thoughts on the game tonight? 94291116. Hey, now it's time for uh, Vinny's Best on Ground. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. Yes, uh, with thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts for over 26 years. If you're a plumber and you want to work for one of uh, Victoria's biggest plumbing businesses, they've got lots of work all the time, give them a call, 1300 Best on. That's 1300 Best on or go to beston.net.au. Get a job, get a good job with a reputable plumber. That's uh, Best on Plumbing. Vinny, who's Best on Ground? I think I've got to give it to Keo. You, you do, do you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, look, Hattrick will Hattrick will do that. The Hattrick, I think he was he was always dangerous. I think he could have had a couple more chances. So I liked him a lot. Look, Royston Griffiths was also very imposing and dangerous, but I'll give it to Keo because he's got a new baby and you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, any, that's anything. Very nice of you. Although you know, look, I'm happy he didn't do the thumbsack uh, goal celebration. I'll well, say that much. He, he did the, the cradle. cradle. Yep. I, I, I marginally like that one just a bit more. <laughs> so, what I like about Keo too is it. You know, whenever there was a melee, he was in there. Yeah. Like, he's just in the face of people. He must be a nightmare for defenders because he closes them down and then he's just so quick uh, when that ball's turned over or when there's an opportunity to go. And he's so deadly in front of goals, mm. clinical. Uh, look, he's one of the best strikers we've had in the A-League in, in the 11 years, I reckon. Not only with the number of goals he scores, but how 
I'd love to know what the ratio of chances to goals are mm. or goals to chances are. He's a pure striker. Oh, wow. He just he finishes so beautifully. And he's, we talk about Fornaroli. I was going to say, yeah. he's there, Fornaroli. Yeah, we talk about Fornaroli and, and for kids to watch Fornaroli. You've got to watch the, the clinical nature of someone like an Andy Keogh. Well, I mm. think that's 45 games for four, 25 goals. So yeah. he's going at better, a go, better than a goal a game. He suits the way... They play. He can play either way. He can yeah, play. 45 games, 25 goals, a goal a game. A bit more than a goal a game, I said. You, you forgot the bit. <laughs> so I didn't hear the bit. bit. No, no, because you don't listen. I would have just said one Actually, goal every two games. Your, your tax audit's coming up a little bit later on, so we'll need I'm going to, to audit sure his listening skills. But hey, he suits the way they play because he can be a standalone centre forward, hold the ball up and have guys run through him. Or, I mean, we, under, we sometimes, I think, over-hype goals – from great players as if they just do it. Andy Keogh's third goal, if he was Bruno Fornaroli, we'd probably be going, that was one of the most magnificent goals because he capitalised on a mistake, but he had a lot to do and it was precise. It was a bit like the one spot that he was going to score was in the top corner like Tim Cale scored the previous week and it wasn't as far out, but it did require a one-touch shot. So good effort. If you're looking at that goal... With purely a Melbourne with Melbourne City eyes, yep. how did you see it, Warren? <laughs> that goal. I mean, obviously Keogh was clinical. You know, it was a lovely chip over the keeper. But how did you see that goal in terms of where the Melbourne City players were and um, how ineffective you know the clearances were? Yeah, that? well, Josh Rose made two bad decisions. First of all, I mean, he didn't go. I always thought, Carlos, that when you're in trouble, you go, you turn out, and you look to go out of the ground. Look, I, 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 I really. Josh, Josh will cop the blame for that, but I think it's a goalkeeper's lack of communication. You've got to be yelling your head off right mm. there for Josh to, to clear that ball properly. He was in two minds. That's why he sort of half-headed it, and in the end, he, was, he mucked it all up. He was screaming his head off as he was making his way back to the goal, yep. Carlos. Hey, 9429-1116, give us a call tonight. It's all about you. Sasha uh, wants to talk about uh, selection issues with uh, Melbourne City. G'day, Sasha, and welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. I've actually, I've actually got a question. Um, who's the best keeper in the league? Uh, well, that, that's a, yeah, well, uh, you right, want me to say sorry? I mean, right, right now, right now, Sasha, or over the journey over, over the last couple of years? Yeah, well, who do you believe the best keeper in the league? Uh, I mean, there's a couple. Of, I mean, a question without notice. Like, look, I'm, I'm thinking Danny Vukovic right now. Uh, but if you're alluding to Sorensen. Uh, he's up there. Obviously, he had a good year last year, and he didn't do too much wrong in the first game against Wellington, even though he got sent off. Um, is that what you're alluding to, mate? Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you've got, to my mind, Sorensen's the best keeper in the league. I'll take Sorensen over Vukovic any day of the week. Now, if you've got the best keeper in the league, or let's say in the top, the top couple of keepers in the league, he serves his suspension. I think having a philosophy of um, playing a team that did well the previous week holds true, I think, in every position other than your keeper. Your job as a number two is to be a number two. And when your number one comes back, you're playing. Simple. Yeah. Sasha, it was interesting you raised that because that was what the commentary team at, at Fox asked John Van Skip before the game. And I just think he's... I understand what you're saying, that Sorensen, of course, is number one, and you don't lose anything by bringing him back. And uh, Bazanis did a... Uh, sorry, um... um Bazanis. B- Bazanis did a great job, but uh, he's always number two. I understand that fully. But I think what John Van Skip's trying to do in that side is he's actually trying to create Con- a precedent yep. that 
mate, the best team or the winning team stays in. And if you work hard for him and you do all the right things, you're going to get picked. And I think that was a statement he also he almost made to the whole squad. Now it may it may have cost him the game tonight. Who knows? Sorensen may not may have been able to you know communicate that better to uh, Josh Rose. He could have cleared the ball. Who knows uh, what could have happened if Sorensen was there? But maybe. Maybe Van Skip's justified it by saying, okay, it may have cost me a couple of points tonight, three points, but it's a message to the rest of the squad that if you're playing well, if you're doing things, there's competition for places, you're going to stay in the side. Maybe that's a statement for the rest of the year, Sasha. Thanks for your call there, Sasha. Really appreciate that. Um, interesting, interesting call. 942-911-16, give us a call tonight because uh, the hotline, you can name the hotline if you want, but uh, we're, we're going with it was it just a hiccup hotline? Actually, we'll go through some text messages after the break, but uh, there's a few going after, you know, it's same old, same old, same yeah. old mm. JVS, what was going on. Is it any different, City? Warren, that's what they're asking our punters out there. Let's, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on the final whistle here tonight after Perth Glory defeated Melbourne City 3-2. A very good away win for Perth Glory. Keogh scored in the 7th, the 49th and the 84th minute, uh, scoring a hat-trick. Uh, and uh, it was fantastic tonight. Bruno Fornaroli uh, levelled the uh, scores at half-time. He was in the 44th minute, scoring a penalty. And then uh, Fernando Brandan scored a lovely goal in the 60th minute at Amy Park. Uh, still just getting the crowd figure, so uh, bear with us on that one. Um, yeah, 3-2 tonight. Uh, give us a call, 9429-1116. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've got a lot of ideas about a hotline name tonight, but was <laughs> it just a hiccup hotline? Um, just off the text message here from uh, Anonymous, can we call it the... I chose the worst family gold membership seat hotline. <laughs> Only saw half the game. There you go. So, so um, what, there's, there's a problem with viewing bu- at Amy Park, is Or there? buyer's remorse, I read that as, uh, Carlos. Oh, okay. It's, it's, surely they can see the game oh, it's everywhere. Fan, it's a fantastic stadium, yeah. Carlos. Yeah. There's views from everywhere. 9429-1116. Give us a call tonight. Uh, obviously, it was a big game. Uh, Tim Cale's performance. Uh, Vinny, what did you think about it tonight? Tim Tim works hard, but uh, if you work him too hard, you you don't get the benefits of having Tim at the pointy end, I guess. But uh, you know, obviously, you can't he can't always score, but he's all his presence. I, I I will always stand by Tim because I think him on the park makes for a better team and a better mentality of any team. Mm, interesting, Marie off the text messages. Um, I. I'm good on Perth Glory. Kale is a waste of money. I tipped Glory. (laughs) So Marie's picking Glory like I am. Only Marie, me and you are the only Glory fans in Melbourne. Look, Tim Kale is at his worst when he goes wandering. If he starts going to pick up the ball between the centre halves, which I saw him do in the first half tonight, he's no good to you. I mean, that's how he was playing uh, under Osiek in his his fight. And people were asking Timmy or actually suggesting that, that Tim should be retired from the national team when Osiek was their manager. And he did it under Pim Verbeek. When you give him license to roam the way he did, he's no good to you. He's, Timmy is good for those moments in your attacking third. When I saw him pick up the ball at one stage or go looking for the ball between the centre halves, I'm thinking it's over for Timmy. 
and he doesn't. He doesn't. There's no, he's there to score those goals, something out of nothing, in the, or, or create that space in the in attacking third. But sh- they've sh- got. They've got actually got to get a hold of this because if they're not going to give him a role, he'll he'll automatically go and do that. Not because he's a hog, because as Sasha Ogonovsky said in the uh, in the post match, um, he says he just wants to help everyone. He mm. just wants to go. Uh, it's just his nature to do it. Ange plays him very specifically in that attacking third, but he's the prong in the Socceroos squad when he does that. So this is where they're going to have a problem. If he's going to play in the hole behind Bruno Fornaroli, you've got to be very specific about what his role is, and you've got to force him to do it. And you've Otherwise, got to be patient too. Yeah, I that, think, is of that course. a question of being yeah. patient? Yeah. Him especially. Is that, is, that, is, that just, is that him making the decision to go chasing? Because I'm he probably pretty, feels I'm he sure, needs to. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure uh, John Van Skip would not be giving him license no, to pick up the ball that. between the centre-halves. It, it, that's not his role. That's Kilkenny's role yep. in that team. And he's play, And Kilkenny played deeper tonight. And Tim set up the sec, the equalising goal with his pass. So, but not from the centre halves. From in the front That's where he does his work. Look, I'm just gonna. I just think that maybe Tim. He hasn't played a lot of football. He came off a high last week. Probably a little bit flat, like the rest of the team. To me, again, he suffered from. Don't be apologetic for Timmy Kale. He suffered from the fact that Calazzo. <laughs> you're just an apologist for Timmy Kale. He doesn't need your help. Calazzo didn't play, which I think really helped Tim last week in staying in the front third. And I what, mean, did he have a leash on him or something? Come did, on, no, make, did we make come back? And, <laughs> no, we're on air. I think we, oh, actually, <laughs> we're on air. Actually, yeah. I thought we were, we were off air when Carlos says so let's analyse the game. You must be the thirteenth man who's flat for, for City tonight. No, you do. You look. You were, you're so up and about on Wednesday night, Warren. I'm talking still... about how it was the end for victory. Well, Victory's, victory is actually foaming at the, the mouth right now. The victory. You guys are going to be going foaming. into the game on Tuesday night foaming. bereft of confidence. Bereft. Broken. <laughs> Come on, Warren. Make, make the point you were just about to make so He's a hanky, Warren. Here. Uh, yeah. Keep together. I was going to say that uh, what uh, Tim Cahill probably needs to do, a little mantra, is like, what would Del Piero do in his head? Because Del Piero wouldn't track back because he's Del Piero. He just stays up yeah. up the front. He's not precious enough. That's the problem with Timmy. Timmy, I If know. you're precious, you just stay up there. Defending's not for me. Yeah, he doesn't get paid to do that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 9429-1116. Give us a call like Liam, who's on the road. G'day, Liam. Welcome to the final whistle. Hey, how you doing, boys? Yeah, very well. How are you feeling? Uh, look, pretty upset, to be honest. Um, I mean, uh, such a high from last week. I mean, it's a 4-1 result, amazing result. And then, you know, to kind of come in and watch that tonight, you know, it leaves a bit of a little, little bit of a sour taste in the mouth, I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. Liam, is there hope? There should be hope, shouldn't there? It's Look, just a hiccup. I, I think there is. But, I mean, being a City supporter over the last couple of years, I mean, yep. you know, you build yourself up and then it does tend to come tumbling down on top of you. But, but Liam, um, let me just say, let me assure you, this team here is not uh, the soft, lame city and heart of the past, right? Um, yeah. It could have gone the other way tonight. Perth well, are a really good side, especially the way they played tonight. Uh, victory, let's not get too hyped up after last week because victory were very uncompetitive last week. And yeah. you, you'll find that they won't be the same on Tuesday. I reckon a really good measure of what's going to happen on Tuesday, to tell you the truth, Liam. But I, yeah. this is a different side that City have got. They made mistakes tonight, and that's why they lost. But I think this team will go far this season. Yeah, I've got no doubt about that. I mean, I personally think, I mean, 
things had gone the other way, they could have scraped over with a point or even had won, you know, by the odd goal. They made a mistake. It cost them the quality of the performance for much of the game without having that absolute penetration, which is a credit to Kenny Lowe and the way that he coached. But Melbourne City are going to be a game, a team that's going to be in absolutely every game they play yep. because of the way they play and the quality they have. You're going to win some or most. You're going to lose the occasional game too. If, if you don't have a team that goes at you, if there's a team that goes at City, City will win that game. I'll tell you, this year, if you're going to open up against City, they'll beat you. But if you're going to sit back and play as intelligently and as uh, organised as Perth was tonight, not just sitting back, but also attacking on the counter with the likes of Harrell, Keogh, Castro, these sort of players, Marinkovic, these sort of players, uh, that's going to be hard for any team in this league to break down. Liam, can I ask you, Is there any? what did you like about City tonight? Oh, look, there's, um, I mean, there's a couple of things. I mean, Fernando Brandon was pretty impressive. He was great. I'm not going to lie. He, he was good tonight. Uh, I still think we probably have a, a, a few issues down back. Um, I mean, it'd be good to get Fran, Franick back in um, when he does. When he does, obviously, get a little bit better. Uh, I, I think probably we got a little bit undone. We we're a bit short tonight, um, and and that probably showed in the second goal. I mean, from that corner, I mean that height really outplayed us in the box. Um, but look, um, I mean, there are some there are some positives, and look, it was the same thing last year. I mean, there were positive last year, obviously. Aaron Moy, um, Harry Navio when he was when he was on when he was on his game, um, but I mean it's it's kind of that that trade off between you know being uh, having positives and you know being a good team and being a really elite team. Uh, I, I don't know what you blokes blokes think of that, but I mean that's just kind of my understanding at this stage. I mean that's talking way back in the heart days as well, obviously mm. where we were lacking a fair bit. Um, but I, I mean, I just want to—I just want to be able to, you know, support the team. I, obviously, I went in with a lot of confidence tonight, um, and I just—I mean, it's like the, it's like the victory of a couple of years ago. I mean, you go and you watch them, and you know what you're going to get week in, week out. And, and I feel like the, the first—I mean, the rounds that we played in, both against Wellington and victory. I mean, very impressive. Look, tonight had, had its positives, but it wasn't that consistency, consistency that I'm really after. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I, but but I, I think the percentage from how far they were off their best, it didn't fluctuate to me like it did in previous years. And I mean, I think they're going to be a team that's going to score lots of goals. Defensively, yes, they probably. But I think some of the subtle personnel, personnel changes that happened before and during the game impacted on that. And I'm... Absolutely confident. I won't come out and make any big statements. <laughs> oh, no, no, not like Wednesday night. No, <laughs> that's a shame. What was the statement I made on Wednesday night other than that Melbourne Victory have got a soft underbelly? Well, according to you, Victory are gone. They completely. are. They're gone. They're not gone at all. They're gone. And that uh, City was just going to maraud their way forward. Did I say that? Did yeah, I? you did. I you said did. that. Oh, next, you know, maraud's too big a word for you. You wouldn't have used maraud. <laughs> but you would have just said they're going to take all before them for the rest of the season. Uh, Liam, let me just assure you, this is not the same... City as as in the past years or the heart, but uh, they've got to move to the next level if they're going to break down a team like Perth Glory who are in that mood and are very very good at putting their stalls up and getting you on the on the break. You know, I wouldn't write off victory just because they lost against City, and I wouldn't write City off just because they lost against Glory. I actually think 
uh, it was a good game and it was a bit end-to-end and I think Laurie did plan it better and I think losing Kamau hurt hurt um, City a bit because he is dynamic and unpredictable and very fast and he would have kept uh, the glory backline busy. But I also think Brandon had a great second half and that that curling one that uh, could have gone in... That, they didn't. They didn't capitulate. I think the the city I like to mock is that one that psychologically <laughs> yes. just they fall apart, fall apart, and just don't know what at, that they're on a soccer at pitch the anymore. Sniff of pressure. Yeah, they just they just fall apart. But they, they're not that team at the moment, no. which is something that they've solved. And because of that, they're going to be in most games all year, and they'll make the finals. It could have been the city I like to mock hotline. Vinny, <laughs> it could have been that. I reckon That's we right. would have got a lot of so that. So magnanimous of you, Vinny. Thanks very hey, much for the thanks, description. Thanks for your call, Liam. 9429 uh, Hey, Warren, it's time for your tax audit. Come on. Warren's Football Tax Audit. With thanks to Tax Talk, we love to talk tax. Give Dom and the team a call at Tax Talk on 1300 366 639, one of the best accounting firms in Victoria. Warren Diego, who are you going to audit? You're the. You're Not for from... the sake of being controversial or <laughs> that sense of killing Bambi, but I'm going to audit Tim Kale tonight. Uh, Tim Kale? Yeah, Why? I'm going to audit How? Tim because. You apologised for him before, now you're going to audit him. So well, my you'll lead sense about five of, yes. my, sense of, <laughs> my sense of the reason why we've got to audit Tim Kale is, is on the back of what Carlos said. I think Tim Kale becomes an absolutely vital attacking weapon for Melbourne City if they actually are all on the same page with the best way to play him. If he ends up being a little bit caught in between in terms of where he fits in around Bruno Fornaroli and Brandon and, and the like. Is it his fault, though? Should he get audited or someone else should get audited? Well, it's Warren's segment. So Warren, Warren thinks asking, uh, he's going to bring yeah, in. No, I think, I think it's tonight, without making a big statement, I think it's a little bit about personnel. I think it's maybe about you know, gelling with the team and that sort of stuff. But I think you're right, Carlos. For once in your life, you say something <laughs> half half sensible. He oscillates between being the marquee signing that just highlights the A-League and being a really potential threat based on where he gets the ball, how he can use the ball, and how many goals he can actually score or assist. So the audit tonight for one. Tax Talk... Uh-huh. Is Tim Carl. There you go. Warren Diego, uh, already memes about, or memes, as they would say in this day and age. I find them distasteful memes in general. <laughs> Mem? Oh, I was, I thought, anyway. The meme? Yep. Um, already some about Tim Cale. Yep. If, if fan returned to Amy Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lost. Thank you very much. Missy. Hey, let's take you a break. set up the second goal for whoever put that meme online anonymously, I'm sure. <laughs> Give us a call, 9429-1116. We'd love to talk to you. Or 0433-981116 if you want to send us a text message. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. It is the final whistle here on 1116 SEN, and uh, tonight Perth Glory were victors over Melbourne City 3 2. Keo scored a hat trick for Neroli, and Fernando Brandan scored for Melbourne City in front of uh, about 11,000 people at Amy Park. Would have been more if there was no uh, rain tonight. I would have been disappointed, and Warren's the expert because he's a City fan through and through. I would have thought 15,000 if it wasn't raining. Yeah, 15 would have been what I would have said was the minimum. If 11's the true, to me on, on the TV, and I should have gone, but I wasn't there for, for different reasons, it looked a typical Melbourne City crowd to me. 
but it was nine degrees and it was raining a lot. And I, I'd like to think that if it was a genuine 11,000, that three and a half to 4,000 would have stayed away. Perth should be a higher drawing crowd because they're a good team and they've come to Melbourne in the past against City and against Victory and not always got results, but always been competitive. So not too bad. Jury out. Let's see what the crowds are like, where the weather's a, bit, a little bit better. And I would I would accuse you, Carlos, and I'm going to come... But Sorry, so you're going to you put enjoy up a fight the tonight, show. Eh? A dog you, fight. You enjoy this show so much more when City lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... You I, do. No, no, you do. Just no. admit it. No, admit no, it. No. Actually, For the sake of having specific. a go at me... I, no, let's be more specific. I enjoy <laughs> this show much, much more when one of the teams you support and you, uh, and you lord to the world when they win, when they lose, okay? That's when I like it. So it's you know the City, difference it could between... be Liverpool, it could be anything that you support. I just love it when they lose because then I'm up and about. The I've difference between me out. and you is at least I have <laughs> the gumption, and I'll yeah. use that, and yeah. I had nice lots word. of other words to have a up team. my kit to have a team. In my kit bag. Yeah, yeah have, at have least I have passion. I do. I bag for Perth Glory. At least <laughs> Perth <laughs> Glory's my team. At least I'm able to demonstrate some passion. You de- Andy Keogh's my favourite player. <laughs> you Perth deliver Glory. this I false love... bravado that is Chicken tree chicken. Half commentary, half commentary, half bile that you spew <laughs> are you, out. Are you, worried, oh. are you worried? Wow. Are you worried for your team on Tuesday when they play the FFA Cup semi-final against a, ran- a, 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 a rabid victory? <laughs> they, they're rabid. I've been watching him training. I'll tell you now. You know, Kevin Muscat's let his beard grow. (laughs) They they haven't shaved. He hasn't had a shower. They haven't washed (laughs) because they're so angry. I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now. They're so fired up about Tuesday. (laughs) I am so confident of winning again on Tuesday night that if Melbourne City do not get a result. Here we go. I'll come in on Wednesday night. I'll come in. I won't refuse to come in. (laughs) I'll come in. Good. And I'll sit back. Yep. And I'll cop. Every spray that I get from every... Yep. In fact, you know, though, this is for me a question mark around Melbourne victory. Ooh. Have their fans genuinely got the passion, the passion, if they win on Tuesday night, to get on the phone from 11 till 12 on a Wednesday <laughs> night to stay up past their bedtimes in their... <laughs> to bag you. In their Melbourne victory to onesie. To bag you. Their <laughs> Melbourne victory yep. onesie. Can they stay up? <laughs> And they can get on the phone from 11 till 12. It can be. Let's get back to the topic. Nine f- Melbourne City's loss. 942 9, 11, yeah. 16. Just on the victory supporters. City supporters say, this is our city. While victory supporters can say, this is our trophy cabinet. Absolutely. Oh, all its Absolutely. silverware. Chelsea. Thanks, David. The old Chelsea. trophy cabinet. You know, you get trophies for everything these days. 942 <laughs> Just for turning up, Warren, don't you? Jesse's in Vermont. Good day, Jesse. Trophy. Well, welcome, City to don't. The, welcome to the final whistle. Jesse, you there? Yes, welcome. I just wanted to say um, it was a very poor uh, attendance from the Melbourne City supporters tonight. 11,000 people. It's probably not good enough. It was four and degrees. <laughs> it's gone down from nine to four. Anyway, keep going, Jesse. I expected more, uh, uh, you know, spectators for a, you know, a big night against the Perth Glory, who were, you know, probably one of their contenders as well. Um, expected more, perform- uh, you know, supporters there tonight to get behind the City Boys. Are you a City fan, Jess? Yeah, a City fan. Okay, and uh, I mean, are, are, are people just still waiting and seeing? Are they still hesitant to be able to say, unlike Warren, who basically <laughs> said they're the best team on the planet 
on Wednesday after the Derby win. Are you one of these guys who's just waiting and seeing? Probably not. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I was a bit, you know, up and about after the victory win. Yep. I thought, you know, if we could get more supporters there on a cold night uh, to get behind the boys. And, um, you know, it just wasn't a, a, a good enough uh, attendance from, from the city boys. So, If there was 11,000 there, Jesse, if you said 15, would you have thought that was a fair crowd? I would have thought 15 would have been the minimum they would have been hoping for with half reasonable weather. To be honest, I was expecting 20,000. Wow. Ooh. Okay, where do you think they're going to come from, Jess? I mean, do you think that uh, the football fans who support NPL clubs uh, who aren't going to the A-League, do you think they'll jump jump on board City now that Tim's here? Or, I mean, are they people who just love football who aren't just going to the game? Where do you think the extra 9,000 are going to come from? To be honest, you know, it, it, it's, you know, with the, the Cahill signing, it's, it's, you know, it's a big year for, you know, the city supporters. So, you know, after the big 4-1 win over victory, I thought it was going to be a big, you know, attendance. So I expect a lot more supporters. That's yeah. probably, you know, my perspective. So There you go, Jesse. Look, third, round three, first game at home. Keep your chin up, mate. Uh, thanks for your call tonight. Uh, let's go to Mark in Docklands. G'day, Mark. Welcome to the show. G'day, guys. Um Look, uh, yeah, the attendance wasn't great. I was there, but I think the real issue is um, Dan Ship. I mean, he's been in charge of the club for how many years in different stints? I mean, you got Kay, he's taken Cahill off tonight for Osama Malik when we're two all uh, draw. It's constant bad mistakes by Dan Ship. It's costing this team. I think they're managing his game time at the moment, Mark. I mean, he's had a fair bit of travel and. You know, he only played 66 minutes last week. And, look, I know John Van Skip's copying it on the SMS machine tonight too. And uh, and I just uh, I just think sometimes he's looking after the players' welfare. Uh, that, that would have been guaranteed tonight, especially when the game's there to be won. If Timmy was fit and healthy and, and match fit, he would have been playing the full 90, I reckon. There you go. Thanks for your call there, Mark. Hey, now it's time for Carlos's Young Gun. Carlos's Young Gun. Carlos's Young Gun wow. is brought to you by Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. It starts in 2017. It's open for enrolments now. If you think you've got, you know, you can cut it, uh, make sure you give them a call, 9409-8800. It's his 10, 11 and 12 with a fantastic curriculum, fantastic facilities. Give them a call, 9409-8800. Carlos, with thanks to Northern Football Academy. Yeah, you can, you, can learn, you can learn and be educated and also at the same time become a professional footballer. Uh, Fernando, I can hear the drums, Fernando. Brandan, for me. How old is he? He's older, <laughs> but he's young at heart. Oh, okay, I yeah. thought he was fantastic. Bruno Fornaroli was magnificent, but Brandan tonight, he cut, uh, he cut up that full back in that second half and uh, could have got a couple in the end. So, very, very good player. So, Brandan, with thanks to Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping, is the young gun. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. The Four Diego's, proudly brought to you by Tax Talk. We love to talk tax. Call 1300 366 639. On 1116 SEN, The Four Diego's. We're here with the final whistle tonight. Perth Glory defeated Melbourne City 3-2. Keogh scored three times. A lovely hat-trick. Fornaroli and Fernando Brandan scored for Melbourne City. Over 11,000 people at Amy Park tonight. Warren, very, very quickly. I'm coming back in the second hour because I refuse <laughs> to be broken by Carlos. Yeah, very good. And Vinny what? is an apologist as well. <laughs> 
Hey, let's go to the news. Don't forget that we're back after the news, so make sure you stick around. This is 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego. I didn't deal with that last set piece at all. Well, Melbourne City, oh, oh, and there's oh, a chance oh. for Roston Griffiths, who stands Keo, in fact, who tucks it home. And Glory are ahead. Once again, unable to deal with the set play. And Andy Keo is a master of feeding on scraps. And he laid out a feast for himself there. Fornaroli gets the ball through the middle. Bruno Fornaroli inside the penalty area, looking for someone who will go on his own. Still he goes, Fornaroli goes to ground and it's a penalty. He battled away and battled away and he gets the result. There are three glory defenders around him and he's so hard to knock off the ball. And in the end, they knocked him over instead. And there's a yellow card for an apoplectic Dino Drillwich. Not happy, the glory defenders, but all eyes on last year's golden boot, the golden Uruguayan. He's second for the season, and City are back on terms. He got a hand to it. This is Marinkovic. Right-hand corner flag. In it goes. There's a header, and it's dealt with off the line by Bratton. And it ends in the goal. It is. That's a scored goal. It's Andy Keogh with the header. Kenny Lowe's off his chair. Glory go back again to the lead. Andy Keogh, a menace in the six-yard box for Perth Glory tonight. And they lead again. Bonaroli looking for Kale, attacking D. There it is, Bratton equalises again. City are back in it. Grant Bretton called it. City delivered. 2-2. Grant long and deep. Looking maybe oh, for Kianese. Oh, oh. Bozanis is out of his area. And Ikea with a winner. He's got the hat-trick and the match ball. And that might be the story of the night. He chips the keeper. Runs to the corner flag. And Glory might, in fact, steal the glory tonight here at Amy Park. What a goal! There's Francis Leach and Grant Brevin on a great call tonight when Perth Glory defeated Melbourne City 3-2. Keo scored in the seventh minute, then Bruno Fornaroli in the 44th minute with a penalty. And then after half-time, pretty soon after half-time, Keo scored his second in the 49th. Fernando levelled it in the 60th. And as you heard it just there, Keo scored his hat-trick in the 84th minute. At Amy Park tonight in front of a crowd of around 11,000 people on a cold night in Melbourne. Big win to Perth Glory away from home. They are looking the goods. 94291116. Give us a call on the, was it just a hiccup hotline? 94291116. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's in Epping. 94291116. We'd love to hear from you. If you're still on your way home and you're lamenting if you're a Melbourne city or if you just want to remain positive, give us a call. 94291116. Warren's remaining positive. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, and... Um I actually thought that the second hotline should have been Kenny Lowe's gone apoplectic. 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 What's that mean? Uh, condition. Angry. What's that mean? Apoplectic. Angry, really, just uncontrollably angry. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, he was upset, but like like you were during the break. No, no, Warren? no, no. I... Where are you going tomorrow, Carlos? <laughs> okay. Let's 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 
We have to script this, okay? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to the Moscow Circus. Are you in it? You've got to laugh yes, uh, during the break, guys, but we have to re- uh, yes. replay no, that. No, no, yeah. look, I, hey, there's a lot of, and I'm guilty of this too, there's a lot of emotive words being used around the performance of Melbourne City today, and the performance was okay. They found a way to get beaten on the night. We move forward. Is it okay, though, to spend so much money on players, bring them over from South America, oh. um, you know, pay $4 million to Timmy Cale, uh, announce to the world on behalf of the team on Wednesday night that they're the best team on the planet and, and Timmy Cale is the best player on the planet? Warren, you did all this. <laughs> and you're saying the performance is okay and they didn't get the three points. How, how can you accept that? Well, Carlos, There's some I... really angry fans out there right now. Carlos? SMSs are flowing through. They are. We'll, flowing. Get, we'll get to They're those. They're flowing through. We'll get flowing. to those in the same next old, couple of minutes. Same old city, same old heart. That's what they're saying. Okay. Zero four well, double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. <laughs> those people, and I'm going to those people. Name when you read them out, and I'll name them one on one. Anyone, <laughs> anyone yep. that's a city fan that's bagging them tonight, they aren't prepared to stay the course, and they're part of the problem. Same old. You've got to stay the course. Let me read one here from yep. a, from Adrian. Same old inconsistent. I won't swear. Uh, from Heart slash City. When are the City Group going to realise it's time for a fresh set of managers' eyes to oversee the club to the next oh. level? No silverware in seven years. Not acceptable. JVS, your time is up. Yeah, he but, oversaw hey, the hey, greatest hey, single performance. That's it's ridiculous. All, it's an opinion. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not having a crack at you, Rodders. No, no. I'm, I'm, but how could you possibly? <laughs> I mean, were people criticising John Van Schip after last week's game? No. Right? Seven days later, less than six, six run him out of town. They want to run him out of You know, really, if he has a run of bad results with the squad he has now, I understand the questions. But really, it's only six days after the... And they weren't deplorable tonight. They didn't... Deplorable? They didn't, I, I said they aren't... They weren't deplorable tonight. And they weren't a rabble tonight, Warren. Listen to what I'm saying, okay? So, listen. Don't, let's, let's but they were the, jubilant, Carlos. They were jubilant yeah. after the victory game. They wanted oh, it all. So they, we couldn't. Maybe be. they shouldn't have gone no, to the nightclub take, three nights in I'm a row. I'm saying that these people are, you know, it's a, it's obviously a big, it's a big tree they fell from, yeah. and they feel like they're not going to climb it anymore. That's Perhaps all. we should take some responsibility. We did interview John Van Skip for 20 minutes. And he tried yeah. to keep a lid on he it, too. To, but we, we were opening up the lid. And in fairness to JVS, <laughs> yes. he didn't want to talk about no, the derby. He no, just said, no, no, it's a big game against Perth. He wasn't no, going in no. thinking uh, it, it's a shoe-in. Yeah. Well, Emin Doncaster, six, six days. That's all it took for the bubble to burst. <laughs> They like to hunt, but not be hunted. Same old, same old M in Doncaster. Oh, yeah, that's M, very insightful. M, insightful, but probably from a victory fan. <laughs> I mean, in the end, that's okay. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. We'll like, wait and see what happens tomorrow night, won't we, Rodrigo? Michael in Mount Waverley. G'day, Michael. You're on your way from the game. I am, mate. I am. And uh, this, is, this is worse than uh, talk sport in the UK, mate. This knee-jerk reaction is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's the problem with, you know, working for 24-odd years with Carlos. He's really just a, he's a trumped-up football shock jock, really. Let the, let the listener, Michael, just tell us what you're thinking, mate. Uh, look, I, uh, it was the, the winning goal was a defensive error that was poor communication. Um, but they, they played all right on, under bad conditions against a team that's probably, that's probably going to be up there at the end of the season and is probably one of the favourites for the league. So... I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's anything worth getting worried about. And for those of us that have 
been through the hard days, you know, these are still good times. Yeah, Michael, just you know, can you just uh, let us know what you think are the improvements in the squad? I mean, obviously there's personnel, but is there something about the way they're playing, even though they lost tonight, that gives you more confidence that this is, you know, it's just one of those aberrations this year and rather than something that's going to happen more often? Absolutely, they're, they're playing with a bit of confidence. They're willing to take they're willing to take men on. There's there's a bit of style about it. They're they're not they're not shirking their responsibility, and, and it's quite good football to watch. Um, so, I, and I think it's only going to get better. The, the team's going to gel a lot better, and they're only going to get stronger. And um, you know, I think the the um, the energy is is transferring up the terraces as well. There's a there's a certain bounce in the terraces that. Um, people can see that it's a stronger team, and and there's a lot of confidence there. And we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll bounce back from this one. I'm sure it's not it's not the end of the world at all. So, Michael, I can mean, we confirm it's just a hiccup? It's just a hiccup. With six six points from six points from a possible nine. It's it's um it's just a hiccup. And if you look at, I mean, you were you were saying before, I totally agree with you. It absolutely annihilated victory last week. It was a dominant performance away from home. Um, the stats were incredible. And being at that being at that ground and watching that watching them tear them apart was uh, was incredible. And it, it may not have happened tonight. Perth were a good outfit, and it's just it's just a hiccup. It's not anyone saying same old, same old. I mean that that that's that's as fast as a brush. That is. Now there's a guy I want to stand next to in the terrace. <laughs> have a Coca-Cola Michael, with? I want to stand next to him. Michael, thanks for your call. It's good to get some perspective. You know, occasionally it's good. <laughs> would would to you share get... a party pie with him? I'd share more than <laughs> no, one party eat. pie. No, he, he, Can he I say share. it's occasionally <laughs> you come into this studio and it lacks perspective. You know, <laughs> come on. We get these obtuse conversations and obtuse opinions. Not so much from you, Vinny, but more from Carlos. And it's every so often. Well, Rodrigo, you don't often have an opinion. <laughs> no, so, hold on a minute. Mr. That's Soft so Underbelly, quote-unquote, the one who comes out and name-calls, then you, you, you're accusing us of being obtuse. Vinny, well, no, Vinny, here's the thing. We're talking about City tonight, okay? The underbelly of victory still exists until they prove that there's not, an un, that there's not a soft underbelly. Let's see how they come. Let's see what happens tomorrow night. But Michael from Mount Waverley no, on the way call. home, great call. Yep. And you know what? If we had that's, a prize, you'd get that's it. That's a call to arms. <laughs> You know, that is a call to arms in terms of what Melbourne City fans need to do going forward, and that is hang tough, stay positive, because the quality is there. What did you call Carlos before? Obtuse. What, well, what sort of... You call him a shock jock, didn't you? Yeah, a footballing oh, shock jock. Off the text message, Kyle Sandylands Diego. <laughs> so it's an interesting one. Very good. Hey, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. give us a call. You know, the maestro from Q says it's just a hiccup, no drama. Yeah. Plus, the City women's team have silverware. So there you go. There's some trophies <laughs> in the cabinet. <laughs> one trophy. Let's go to Jack in Bo Morris. G'day, Jack. Welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. Yeah, it's Jack. Yeah, Jack, how you doing? Doing, mate, very well. I, I, I want to say a few things, actually. Okay, let's start. Number listening, one. I've been, I've been listening to the previous callers, actually. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, I want to berate, actually, the uh, previous caller, the, 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 the Melbourne Victory supporter, actually. Was there a Melbourne Victory supporter? Oh, the, I might have read a text message from a yeah. Melbourne Victory supporter. Yeah. He's, um, to be honest, he's got no idea what he's talking about, to be honest. <laughs> mm. what, 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 can you remind us what he said? Yeah, he caught. He, he was. He, I'm pretty sure I saw him at the ground. Actually, he, he lost a few fair, a few flares off at the ground. Actually, oh come on, yeah. come on, no, Jack. No, no, I'm being serious. Here, what tonight? Tonight, no. Yeah, I saw him there. Yeah. And Tim, Ka- and then Tim Cat, and he was saying these words, but Tim Cat, he was overrated. And I said, 
here we go, here we go, here we go. And I said, no, mate. Did no, the breaking no, out no, into, no, into a chant? Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> yes. Hey, Jack, thanks for your call, mate. Really appreciate that. Yeah. I, was there any flair? I didn't see any. Uh, anyway, let's not go there. I don't care. Yeah. See, I mean, that's what that's what a loss does to some Melbourne City fans. They sort of <laughs> lose their way a little bit. And, uh, uh, but Jack's yes. on his way home. And yeah. drive, drive home safely, Jack. And, and, uh, and just turn up next game, yeah, absolutely. Jack. Absolutely. Just turn up. Get like, their next but game. But there are some, honestly, there are some brow-beaten and defeated Melbourne Heart slash City fans, Warren, <laughs> who really cannot handle much more disappointment. Really. Not saying... Tonight's the end of the world, but really, when you back it up, the six-year history of this club <laughs> and what they've actually delivered, Warren, mm. look what it's done to you. The data. What the, look what it's done color, to you. There's color. actually a bit off the text message in, in a couple of texts which are anonymous, um, and uh, they're basically talking about uh, the culture at the club and, yeah. um, you know, around, yeah. and, and they, they do mention John Van Skip. With thanks to Fox Sports, let's have a listen to what uh, John Van Skip had to say after the game. John, what concerned you most about uh, the loss tonight? Oh, concerned. I think it's uh, early days, as I said, also after the second game. This is the third round. We're still learning. And um, obviously this evening was a hard learning process because uh, we saw good glimpses um, in the game um, against Victory. But today we saw glimpses that were not there and that we could play. Uh, we can play very good football. But if we're not connected, if we're not doing the things that we have to do, and then, then it becomes average. And uh, so we have to analyze, look at it, and, uh, and move on. But uh, again, we're in the early, early stage. We're in the early process of how we want to play. And this evening was, wasn't the best performance. That's with thanks to uh, Fox Sports. That's uh, Melbourne City's coach, uh, John Van Skip. 9429-1116. Give us a call tonight, 9429 Eleven sixteen. What about the other coach tonight, uh, boys? Uh, mm. Kenny Lowe. Kenny Lowe. Um, his performance at halftime, and then uh, he was uh, he was uh, evicted basically from the pitch into oh, the stands. I think it was disgraceful for those people who didn't see it. Uh, there was a. We'll talk about the penalty in a moment. A controversial penalty given against his team, and I think it was outrageous that he ran onto the ground as the halftime whistle blew. Uh, it seemed like he was going to try and pull a couple yeah. of his players away from the referee, was it? Which was abnormal. But I thought at the same time he was there for another reason. And uh, initially, end, he was. Yeah, yeah. And then he started having pointing the finger oh, at the yeah, referee. No, it was no, really no. unedifying. And uh, I think he should get weeks for that. I'm sorry, it's it's just not right. It, I, I don't like when players get in the face of referees and yell at the referees. And what he did in front of everyone. And Kenny Lowe is very demonstrative on the side, very excitable on the side. And you sort of tolerate that. When you take it onto the field, sorry, you know, you get... I think he'd be ashamed of himself. I think he'd be embarrassed by if he sees that vision. And I think he should get weeks. FFA and they listen to this show. And, uh, and he should get weeks for that. I, look, in all honesty... Don't apologise for I don't it. find, I don't find a lot. It's not a horrific event. It's not magnifying it beyond the you know proportions that Carlos. Kids is are, kids are going to be doing that. Look, it's on the game on the weekend, and for that reason, it's unacceptable. Absolutely. Do I find it to be? Do I find it on the on the severe end of? Misbehaviour? No, I don't. It was outrageous. That's it where I take it. It wasn't outrageous. It was. It was. It was outrageous. Regrettable. It was regrettable. It was Carlos. outrageous. This is. This is what you do, though. And by isn't the way, it? it wasn't. It wasn't that it was a non-existent penalty. It's arguable. It was a debatable penalty. Uh, and he's seen enough football to know. You made contact with a player in the box. 
you win some, you lose some. It's regrettable. And him and his players, and this is my team I'm talking about too. It is. Perth Glory is my <laughs> and, team. And your favourite coach. In fact, I'm so outraged that I might not barrack for him anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, you chop and was, change. It was not right that Kenny was, Lowe did that. And the players, it was regrettable. their reaction wasn't good enough either. You're the middle-aged Yoshi. <laughs> it's true. They should do the next yeah, ad, yeah, ad yeah. campaign. You know you. the thing that, that gets me every time this sort of stuff happens is if the shoe was on the other foot, how would you react? Like if if you were the team that were copying the the penalty, the, the if, who got the penalty decision, would you take it or not? And Absolutely. you and he would yes, have taken it happily. Taken it. So that's where it's all a little bit two faced and hypocritical. Yeah. Would he have run onto the pitch and shaken yeah. the hand? Yeah, of the, good on you. Right call, right? Let's go to Danino in Sydney. Good day, Danino. Welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. Good day, guys. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Um... Are you under the Duna, Danino? <laughs> uh, under the under the doona? <laughs> I had to leave. I had to leave the bedroom and uh, okay. to the lounge. Okay. <laughs> How is the wife, so, by the way? Is she okay? Uh, grouchy. <laughs> what? She no. a city supporter? Is she? <laughs> she's she's uh, waving her hands more than Kenny Lowe at me. At the moment, <laughs> so, uh, well, don't uh, send her off. Apparently, yeah. she was a city supporter till tonight. Yeah. Carlos? No, look, Carlos. I was going to talk about something else uh, yeah. apart from 20 seconds ago, but you've driven me mad again. Yeah. Mate, Kenny Lowe, nothing wrong, mate. Passionate. No. Disgraceful. Passionate. No, no, rubbish. No, uh, Danini, you, do, you guys do things no, different I'm in Sydney. Here in, here, in Melbourne, here in Melbourne, we're sophisticated. <laughs> we, we, we're sportsmen. We, we love our, you know, we're, we show sportsmanship. And the little kiddies. Yeah, right. On the little game, not only football, because there's no football for the kiddies right now, but the basketball kiddies tomorrow, the netball kiddies, they're going to be pointing the finger at referees in their face, little six- and seven-year-olds, because of what Kenny Lowe did. Oh, that would be cute. It was a disgrace, <laughs> didn't it, Zumi, I referee every week. Yep. And I'll tell you now, parents of kids, not the kids themselves, yep. but parents of kids, do far worse than that. Well, and, it's and not I a good example for the parents I, I then. Them, I can't get them to get more than a one-game ban. You know, it's impossible. Yeah. But, but in, in going back to the game, I thought Perth were were fantastic. I thought they were good value. I, I think they should have won by a bigger margin. They were, and and they they they, they just seem very very well structured. I I, mm. I, I liked I liked the counter-attacking style. They 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 uh, Melbourne with three at the back in the first half. Um, there was an accident waiting to happen. They were lucky they only, well, they were lucky they were square, but they should have been two or three down. And that, I'm sorry, but the, I, I, as a referee, I can't see a penalty there. And if you listen back to Francis in the call there, where he just you played the highlights, he says you've got to be, uh, you've got to be really tough to knock Fornaroli off the ball. I don't think you've got to be tough at all. You've just got to get within three metres of him and he'll dive over you. <laughs> they're actually a big team. They're, they're definitely a top 10 team. Uh, I think they're... Uh, a top 10 team? <laughs> oh, geez, it took you a while. Yeah. Uh, no, they're definitely a top four team. They're, um, they're an excellent team and they've got, they're, actually, they're actually a big, big team. And, mm. um, you know, Fornaroli's strong, but uh, you know, those defenders are actually very strong yeah. as well. But it's so. not the referee's decision to say, oh, Fornaroli's big enough and tough enough to stay on his feet when he gets... That's not the referee. He's just got to call what he sees. You make contact with a player in the box when the ball's not there. It doesn't matter how flimsy it is. If it's a foul anywhere on the, on the pitch, it's a penalty. And that's, you know, so for me, Perth's reaction to that was just uncalled for because it wasn't non-existent. No, definitely. 9429. Thanks for your call, Nino, all the way from Sydney. Um, 
have a good rest now, and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Hey, before we go to a break, let's go to Thomas in Brighton. G'day, Thomas. Welcome to the final whistle. Got you, fellas. Jack from Barbaros again. G'day, Thomas. All I wanted to say was, God, I hate those victories come. We got them last week, fellas. It was bloody beautiful. Go to the city. All right, okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good positive yeah, uh, bit late way to go to a break, day, yeah. I think. But um, <laughs> thanks for that, Thomas. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If you're as cocker hoop as yeah. Thomas for the city, give us a call nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Hey, tonight's show. Thanks to this segment is thanks to uh, Best On Plumbing. If you're a plumber and looking for a new challenge with job security, Best On is recruiting right now. Give them a call during business hours on one three hundred Best On. That's one three hundred two three seven eight double six, and uh, give them a call. They've been around for twenty six years and doing some big big jobs with big big clients. If you're a plumber, one three hundred two three seven eight double six. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for your company on the final whistle tonight. Perth Glory defeated Melbourne City 3 2. Keo scored a hat trick. Fornaroli and Fernando Brandan scored for Melbourne City. In front of a crowd of just over 11,000 people at Amy Park tonight, it was a big win for Perth Glory. And uh, 9429 1116, really enjoying your calls tonight. 9429 1116, we'll go through some of your texts on 0433981116. I just want to mention uh, this is a community service announcement. Mm. Westbourne Grammar School Fun Run is happening. It's the Peter Norman Tribute Colour Run. It's happening on Sunday, uh, the 23rd of October. That's this Sunday from 9am to 1pm. And there are various runs. There's a 2K, a 4K and an 8K run. And what they do is actually um, powdered colour is thrown on the runners and so they cover themselves. Oh, it's in, one of those colourful ones. It's one of those mm, colours. Yeah. Look, will look fantastic. Yeah. There's other activities for the kids. There's stalls, jumping castles, uh, Soccer games, there's prizes to be won, fairy floss, all that sort of stuff. Go, Make sure you get there. It's at Westbourne Grammar School. Uh, go to events at westbourne.vic.edu.au. I think you can still register for the runs or you can just turn up on the day. The runs start at 9am. How did you get yourself uh, covered in powdered colour? And look, um, Peter Norman is a significant figure in Australian sporting history. He was a PE teacher, lived in Williamstown until his passing. And of course, he still holds the two hundred meter yeah, world, the two hundred meter Australian record, and was the second place getter in the two hundred meters at the Mexico Olympic Games, which is famous for the Black Power salute. And he never actually represented his country again after yep. that event. He was, well, he was very much maligned after. Yeah, that, he wasn't was it? for wearing for wearing a glove. Yep, that's right. Um, to to. I suppose show his solidarity with the uh, two Americans. Uh, Look, it's a great concept. John Carlos was one of those guys. Yeah. It's a great concept from the Westbourne Grammar School. Uh, their fun run, the Peter Norman tribute colour run. Uh, you know, big in the area, of course. So, uh, so make sure if you if you've uh, got some nothing to do on um, on Sunday, it should be a fantastic day. You have got your kids, take them there. Um, maybe go go for a two k run. I'm going to yeah. go. Go. You can just set it on air. I'll go. Thank you very much. I might run the 4K. There you go. Oh, wow, that's very good. I've seen it. He's actually not a bad runner. Oh, don't start. All right. uh, Give us a call, 9429-1116. We'd love to hear from you. Let's go through some of the texts here. Uh, Warren is used to disappointment, (laughs) thrives off it. Who's that? Uh, Anonymous. Anonymous. 
Last year, against Glory, City got 5,000 people. That's over double. So 11,000 is a good crowd, They're in my opinion. Little, Danny Nesson, yeah. haven't got the exact official crowd, but it's, uh, we're hearing that it uh, was just over 11,000 people yeah, tonight. They were unlucky tonight. I really, If it wasn't raining, you get a more of an indication about what the Tim Cale effect and the Derby effect would have had on you know people who want to support City tonight. And the rain, I mean, it was pretty torrential around about 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I can understand why people probably didn't decide. There's not a lot of places to to get shelter at Amy Park either, is there, Vinny? No, no, there isn't. Mm. It, it's a bit bit, yeah. bit bit messy. Do you think Harry Cool would be thinking, oh, I got more when I was there? <laughs> more came to see me than Timmy? I'm yeah, not sure if they did. Did no, they? Well, they? No, initially, definitely. Yeah. By remember. the way, I'd like we had a couple of SMSs come through about the dodginess of some of the figures this year. And I think they've been a bit a bit inflated, some of the figures. Do you? Yeah, yeah, so in the first three rounds. And I think there's a reason for that. TV? Yeah, absolutely. They're <laughs> negotiating TV rights right now and they want to double the fee and they want to make sure that the TV people want to know that the numbers are there, not only watching, but also the numbers are there in the stadiums. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the figures, I'm not saying tonight's figure was inflated, but some of the figures have been inflated uh, in the first three rounds. Just uh, just quickly, wore a badge, not a glove. Um, but badge, the American yeah, men yeah, yeah. wore a glove, of they course. Wore a Thanks, glove Marty, on in McLeod. One fist, correct. Thanks, yeah, there Marty. You go. I wasn't it his idea? Right. No, no. It was his idea, I no, think. No, no, no. It was something that the, uh, the two American lads had planned, but then they asked him to participate, and he was more than happy to. The, the weather tonight had an impact. I usually, this is off the text message, mm. I usually attend the City Games with a group of seven or eight people. Tonight there were two of us as the rest stayed home because of the weather. That's a big percentage and only yep. one example. Yeah, I kind of agree with it, that. It would, have been, it would have really affected the numbers. The rain would have, not so much the cold, but the rain, I reckon. So I think uh, they what added to the numbers was uh, all the people that Bruce Kamau saw after the ball <laughs> hit him in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they, they added about 10. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's a bit of conjecture on this crowd number, mm. and uh, we're still trying to, you know, we're still we're digging deep mm. into the FFA uh, hierarchy. No, we're trying to find the accountant. Yeah, that's right. We're actually using uh, Russian and Chinese intelligence to try and uh, <laughs> yeah, to break into the, the uh, <laughs> Terry in the, uh, yeah, the intelligence. Well, the Terry in Fernsey Gully is going to be our first interview tonight. Uh, just on the crowd number. G'day, Terry. Welcome to the final whistle. Yeah, how are you, boys? Yeah, very well. So. So you're, you're questioning the crowd figure that uh, we've just taken off off the internet? <laughs> yeah, I have to take issue with the 11,000. Uh, it didn't look anything like that to me. Yeah. And the, uh, the word I heard was seven and a bit. Okay. okay. Well, I need to ask a question. Where did you hear that? Um, yes, from a source. Oh, well, <laughs> source. See, our, our sources are um, yeah. obviously at odds because yeah. our source told us it was 11,000. Mm. Yeah, um, well... Put it this way, it was a source downstairs. <laughs> so, yeah. What, at I home? Was, downstairs at home? No, I was watching from the tunnel. Oh, okay, right. okay. Oh, so you're okay. a very important person. You're then. an official, Terry. Terry. We used to watch it from uh, there, Carlos. <laughs> the game from the tunnel. Hang on, hang on, let's talk to Terry. You're an official. Sorry, Terry. Um, well, I, I mean, I have a role at the, uh, the game, yeah. Okay, that's official. Are you independent or are you part <laughs> of the city group? No, I'm independent. Okay. Oh, okay, well, that's all. We'll take. Can we meet somewhere in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> Terry, did you see any of the, uh, you know, the, the conflict oh, yes. in the tunnel with Kenny Lode? Like, did you hear the referee say you're going to go to the, um, uh, the uh, cone of silence? Actually, Terry, you should change your name before you answer this. Well, we're not. Yeah, that is the name. It's not your real name, is yeah. it, Terry? No, it's not my real name. Okay. Uh, so, so, Terry, just on that point, did you see the melee and stuff? Uh, you know, did, did it sort of move its way off the ground down the tunnel? 
Yeah, look, I, I could see it, and um, I could hear some of what was said. Uh, but uh, all, all I could all I could say to that, I didn't I didn't hear what the referee said to the coach. Mm. But um, that was done in private. It wasn't it wasn't done in public, so that wasn't ready for all eyes or all ears. But he would have brandished the red card. That's universal. <laughs> Did you see a red card? Uh, well, I, I wasn't there, so I can't. Oh, okay, see it. okay. <laughs> T- T- Terry's come on, and, and we're grilling him. You wouldn't be the referee, would you, Terry? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, I'm a Melbourne person. Yep. <laughs> um, and Terry, Kenny Lowe would have been reasonably complimentary of Alan Milden's performance as he escorted him down. You would have been close enough to hear yeah. that yeah. level of complimentary um, yeah. accolade that was coming from Kenny. I was about 10 metres away, and I could hear it very clearly. Yes, yeah, lots of good. adjectives, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. rather, rather. I, I heard Terry. I heard Kenny followed him into the toilets <laughs> at half-time. Uh, oh, no, no, that, that wouldn't be right. <laughs> was Michael pony anywhere near them? <laughs> How about Tara Rushton? Oh, was Tara he anywhere? <laughs> You've got to protect Tara. Tara so. I didn't see Tara there. Okay, Terry. All right, Terry. Well, thanks, thanks for very your call. much, mate. That's uh, David Gallup really <laughs> spoke to us from the FFA. Really appreciate that. We'll oh. uh, keep our investigation going. Hopefully by 12 o'clock we'll know exactly what the crowd <laughs> least, figure is. At least Terry could get David Gallup to speak to him. The last time Vinny tried, he didn't yeah. get much response at all. Yeah. I'm still yeah. waiting for you, David, well, to get the back to The city accountant, I know for a fact, has two sets of books. Oh, oh, don't say that. So it depends on... First we've got to find him, and then we've got to actually say, listen, you've got to deliver the figure from both sets of books. In fact, Melbourne City could benefit from making a call to tax talk to get <laughs> nice one to get an audit thing in order an audit. the audit perhaps the audit should have been the crowd figure can you audit the crowd figure of course you can good that's nice Warren because this segment is obviously brought to you by tax talk we love to tax talk talk tax as well <laughs> give them a call on one three hundred three double six six three nine. Dom and the team there have been in the business for over 30 years and uh, know how to legally minimise your tax, yep. increase your profit, mm. reduce operating costs and build and protect wealth. That's what they're all about. And account for inflated tax, uh, <laughs> inflated de- uh, attendances, but no. Oh, yes. No, yeah, of course. Tax Talk, one three hundred three double six six three nine. We love to talk tax. Hey, uh, guys, signed up, signed up with City along with three mates during the week. First soccer game, absolutely loved it. We'll oh, be wow. going every home game. That's Charlie. That's what we like Aren't to you hear, Charlie? Charlie. Go, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, got one here. Um, really enjoyed the show. Really appreciate that. I don't normally read those ones out, no. but it's uh, and I don't even follow soccer. No. So uh, thanks for thanks for that. Really appreciate that. And um, that's uh, a good thing. So mm. we're doing our job then. Yeah, because hey, you're actually, it, and it's a credit to you, Rodrigo. Don't start. Absolute credit to you. Because you are the best host. Oh, you're the best had. host we've ever had. <laughs> ever had. Before you were accusing him of being a really bad moderator, yeah. though. Mm. Oh, but the, the last host we had, <laughs> he used to bag me and try to moderate the discussion as well. So oh, even Danny and South Morang's having a go. We, we love to tax talk. <laughs> Thank you. You're having a crack at me. You know you make one mistake, don't I know, you, Rodrigo? One mistake. One, and, one and little Danny mistake. And Danny and South Bang. You're, you're like the Dean Bazanis of the 48 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rodrigo, is Fernando Brandon the only player in the A-League who's got a Christian name for a surname? Well, I'm calling him Fernando. Because if you invert it, it still sounds good. Brandon Fernando. Brandon Fernando. Fernando. Brandon. Yeah, yeah. It all works for me. Yeah. Are there anyone? Is there well, anyone else? Well, Lawrence Thomas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas yeah. That works. You, you can go. hear the drums, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 942-911-16. Give us a call. Hey, tonight, just um, before we go to our next break, uh, how good are Perth Glory? You know, I mean, 
it was something we really haven't tackled tonight, obviously, but how good, Carlos? We'll yeah, it, it's dangerous to make a judgment on them tonight, even though they were, I thought they were very good. They, they stuck to their game plan. It's a very different game plan, I believe, than what they play with at home, so they're versatile enough to be able to change things up. But you look back to their first couple of games, and uh, the first game against Central Coast, they were brilliant in the first half, cop three in the second half, and it, I think that was just an anomaly that, that night. The second game against Wellington Phoenix, I think, I didn't see the game, but I think they were pretty comprehensive yeah, they winners. Were. It was and, nil nil, they scored two. And I thought from the start tonight, even when City had got their goals and, and looked a bit dangerous at times, Perth looked in control for most of it. And uh, that that's a sign of a good team. I think they've recruited really well. I think Roston Grivitz is a mm. he was fired up tonight. Great captain. Andy Keogh had a preseason under his belt. Don't don't forget that Adam Taggart didn't play tonight. Reese Williams didn't play tonight. And they're two they're two players who'd been their top three or four players. So um, I think they're going to be a very dangerous outfit. And we know Peter Philopoulos the CEO very very well. We like the guy. We like what they're doing over there. And I actually visited Perth last week. Met a couple of the boys, uh, Chris Harold, Car- uh, Chris Harold, and a few of the W League girls and stuff, and had a look at the, had a bit of a tour around the club. Uh, I like what they're doing there. I like it. I, I think they're trying to tap into the old Nick Tana, yeah, Perth, Western Australia. Yeah, absolutely, they're, tap- they're, tr- they're working really hard, and they're starting to get a team. Fourteen of their squad born and bred in WA, and you've got to love that too. I think now um, Kenny Lowe likes to give the impression that he can't coach, but he can, and I think. You know, he likes a, to give the impression. Well, I mean, that. he carries on a bit. But he you know, doesn't he goes like over to give the, the impression. No, but that's probably not like Klopp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he's very much like Jurgen Klopp. Very no, much in terms of. I feel it's he's an being disparaging. Or, it's an us or versus them mentality. You know, I'm going to protect my players. I'm going to actually develop a bit of a siege mentality. And the fact that they can implement a couple of game plans means that they're really well organised. Mm. And he's doing a really good job. And I think, I think Perth. We'll definitely make play finals this year. I mean, it's probably not a big ask in an eight-team competition, but uh, ten teams. Ten. Sorry, ten teams. But <laughs> it's probably you're just... going to be audited yourself very soon. Yeah, I think they'll finish. I think they're capable of finishing top three yeah, for no, sure. They're a very good team. Sydney, Sydney City, and Perth. There you go. Hey, for me. hey, just uh, just quickly, Danny and South Morang, no problem, mate. You can pick up any uh, funny little. Um, slip ups that I make. There's yeah. No worries. Happy, happy to happy to take an air check from anyone anytime. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Let's go to Jimmy. Oh, okay. Jimmy and East Keeler. Now we're going to Jimmy mm. to um, have another discussion ah. about the attendance. G'day, Jimmy. Uh, come in. G'day, boys. How you going? Good. 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 What's, what was the attendance tonight? Well, I was just wondering. I was still just trying to count all the seagulls that were on the pitch. <laughs> um, I'm thinking maybe Man City, the owners, maybe paid for them to attend as well. Ah. <laughs> Uh, so, Jimmy, were you at the game tonight? No, definitely not, mate. Okay, so you're <laughs> guessing too. No, no, just why would I go and waste my time watching our little brothers? <laughs> oh, yes, a ah. victory, man. So, now we've got you on the line there, Jimmy. Uh, let's let's preview Tuesday night's FFA Cup semi-final. What are Victory going to do differently this time around? Turn up. Turn up. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> that's, start. That's a good start, Play yeah. Broxham, start with Lee. Say again, sorry? Are they going to start with Lee Broxham? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I, I think uh, in terms of... Um, I didn't get to attend the last game. I was at a wedding. But essentially, um, I reckon if, if they actually got to feed Barisha a bit more. He was starving at the front there by himself. Um, just wondering, the new signing, when is he landing on our shores? Oh, two uh, weeks, I Maximilian think. Maximilian Beisler. 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 Uh, 
Like, I'm not quite sure. I, I think he's here, but he's not ready to play. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think I read I'm it. He, he's yeah. here in a week or something. Yeah, but he's, uh, if you had a look at some of his uh, YouTube footage, Jimmy, you've got to be excited. He's scored some cracking goals. And uh, our producer uh, of German descent has said that uh, he's had a horrific injury sort of run in the last couple of years. That's That's been his problem. That's why he hasn't played much. But uh, if you have a look at his uh, his goal, you know, highlight reel, my God, he's, he's actually scored some crackers. His so ratio is good too. Good player. Jimmy, thanks for calling tonight. I'm just wondering if you can do me a favour as a City fan to a Melbourne Victory fan. Can you ring us about this time on Wednesday night just to um, give us a bit of an audit possibly of the, uh, of the FFA Cup semi-final? Because I'd like to have a chat with you after after Barisha goes starving again looking for seagulls and, and City do the business against Victory two times. In, I mean, what could be better than winning once in seven days but twice in ten? That's just absolute cream on the cake. So, Jimmy, give us a call on Wednesday night. There you go. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, he, he, after that, he's yeah. just gone. Do you hey, think he'll, as soon as you start think, talking, he switches off. Do you think he'll call? He'll call. He'll call. He'll call. Anyway, they've got Adelaide United before that, so I think they'll Big be focusing on them. that. Let's Big take a game. break and come back with more of the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, it is the final whistle, and this segment is brought to you by the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. They're doing fantastic things. Simon Colosimo is actually the patron of mm. the NFA. That's how the Northern Football Academy. He represented, obviously, Australia and is a good friend of the Diego's and um, doing some great work with the uh, PFA. Um, you know, the, the college facilities there at uh, St. Monica's are state-of-the-art. They're FIFA-approved football pitches along with other uh, community and A-League football facilities. Uh, the kids are students participate in international trips as well. Yeah. So it's a fantastic you, football program. If you've got a young child mm. who you know is in around year ten, eleven, and twelve, and has uh, a, a bit of skill, um, give them a call, Northern Football Academy, or uh, contact Mark Torcaso at St Monica's in Epping, uh, and uh, call them on nine four zero nine double eight double zero. It's a fantastic uh, program. It starts in 2017. And these programs are known for kids doing better academically when they're there for a reason such as football that they're passionate about. So it, it's a really good option if you're, if you're a talented kid, want to make a, a life in, as a professional footballer, but you still want to do some really good academic uh, learning. Uh, you know, programs like that are fantastic. Sounds perfect, Carlos. I- I might actually call them. <laughs> hey, uh, Melbourne City lost tonight, uh, just in case you've just joined us. Uh, Perth Glory defeated them 3-2. Keogh scored a hat-trick for Perth, and Fornaroli uh, scored a penalty. And uh, Brandon, Fernando Brandon, uh, scored for uh, Brandon Melbourne Fernando. City at Amy Park in front of a crowd, we think. We're not sure. <laughs> Between 7 and 11. it's been reported <laughs> on the internet at yeah. 11,000 and uh, a call came into us before mm. from a person who was in the you know the dugout or yeah. the, you know the the yeah, inner sanctum he was sanctum. working yeah. there on the night said it was more like 7,000 mm. but uh, we'll, we'll go with 11 well, maybe 9,000 what are we still... <laughs> hey boys uh, we, we talked a bit about the penalty um, the penalty to Bruno Fornaroli firstly the question we have to ask because mm. it was a dubious penalty and there was a you know a lot of finger pointing and a lot of gesticulating and intimidation of yep. the referee by the Perth Glory boys. They didn't think it was a penalty. Who thought it was a penalty, or who didn't? Who thought it wasn't? Look, a penalty? Uh, Rodrigo. When I first saw it, I thought I had to look again. I had to wait for the to see the mm. replay because I thought there was nothing in it, and he milked it. And he but then they showed the replay and there was contact, and he went down and he he was in a it's he was in 
it was a there was a possibility that he, that he could score. So I figured you got to give it. Vinny, would it have been a free kick anywhere else on the pitch? Well, I th- no, I don't think it would have. See, because I think it would have been soft, and if it was in anywhere else in the pitch, you'd probably ignore it. Interesting. What about you, Carlos? What do you think? Oh, look, it, it was soft, definitely soft, and he milked it. But that doesn't mean you don't give it. And uh, the I think it was Jubic, Jubic, uh You know, he had his had his foot hanging out there, and uh, these guys are very, very good at drawing the foul. And uh, you make contact for me, uh, and that for me would have been a foul anywhere around the pitch. However soft it would have been, and so it had to be a penalty. I know Grant Brebner in the call before our show in the SEM broadcast said it was never a penalty, and I know Simon Colosimo also in another you know, um, broadcasting outlet said the same thing, and these guys are really respected and they've played the game. But Defenders. Yeah, defend. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Grant Brebner comes from Scotland, and they don't give penalties in Scotland no, at all. Right, right. They, they, they've never been... A penalty given in Scotland in 100 years of football, and Simon's a uh, defender. So uh, no, no, you've got to respect their no, opinion. Yeah, and it, but it's one of those ones where if there's contact made, a referee's got to make a decision. It's not like there was no contact made, but when there's contact made, the referee, and it becomes subjective then, he made the call. You've got to accept it. It was a reaction for the Perth players. What and about also, the reaction? Yeah. Uh, it was way over the top, wasn't it? But, um, it was but you know, bit, it was a little. No, they were in for the fight. They were showing emotion. It was over the top. Was it a penalty? Was some it? are given, some aren't. And I think that sense of it'll all come out in the wash by the end of the season, good or bad, is probably there. They were frustrated. They were almost going to get to halftime 1-0 up and would have been able to reset and sort of put them back. But I think overall, yeah, probably a tad unlucky, but still. Can I just say, I thought Liam Reddy came off his line rather did, eagerly. And the penalty. For, yeah, the yeah. penalty. He, he was nearly hugging Bruno before yeah. Bruno... Uh, he was the first person to celebrate it, the, the penalty. It would have been him. interesting if he saved it whether the referee would have... Uh, it had to be a retake because yep. you can't jump off your line like that. But because it went in, obviously, they didn't need to retake it. But uh, he was at least five metres off yeah. his line uh, to, to narrow that distance in the end. But, you know, look, oh, but it's a good sign for Perth in that they... Just before half time, conceded that goal. It was that ruckus with the referee and Kenny Lowe and all and the players. Uh, they would have been flustered when they went into it, but they came out and within four minutes Scored got immediately. Yeah, you know, got the goal to you know go ahead in the in the contest. That's a really good. That's a really good sign for that club. Yeah, they're professional players. Yeah, this yeah. is and you know, Castro was. You know, uh, yeah, it wasn't his best game no. tonight. So, he, I mean, he's he's going to come into form as well. Yeah. Like you said, Warren, they're a very, very mm. dangerous team this year. And uh, I agree with you, Warren. Uh, I think they'll be certainly top three or four. All right, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. Coming around the home stretch now, uh, big night tonight. Uh, Perth Glory defeated Melbourne City 3-2 at Amy Park in front of a crowd with thanks to De Nino, who says the official crowd has come through and it almost is somewhere in the middle, 8,076 <laughs> people. Um, yep. let's, uh, let's take that as gospel from De Nino, who is a, a good football man. So there you go. Um, the, of course, uh, big win to Perth Glory. Bad luck to Melbourne City, but uh, let's move on. <laughs> They've got the FFA Cup uh, match to look forward to. Adelaide United take on uh, Melbourne Victory. Just quickly, uh, guys, this is a big game for Melbourne Victory after the Derby performance. What do you think here, Vinny Venezuela? Are you nervous? No, I, I'm just pumped for this one. I, I love this game. I love, I love the Adelaide Victory games. I think Victory is just going to come out hard. I think Adelaide are going to be difficult to, to beat at home, but I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we get a, 
get, get something. Round three, the first desperation derby of the season. And I think Adelaide will win. I think Adelaide too. I reckon uh, victory, it'll be a draw. Okay, that's <laughs> it for this week's show. Thanks for your call, your text messages. So remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls their face. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Four Diegos. Olé! The Four Diegos, proudly brought to you by Tax Talk. We love to talk tax. Call 1300 366 639.